When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. 17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes. And it all leads up to one winning, winning try. He was brought on the team in 2012, okay? That was his rookie season. It is 2013. So maybe if, if I'm doing the math right, that's, this is actually his 12th season that he's entering. So he's, yes, can, does he still have plenty of years left? Sure. But what, we're, what we have to start doing is taking account for him getting older at this point and figuring out when are the best situations to utilize Justin Tucker. I questioned when they used them in that moment. I also, so that's one special teams thing that I questioned. I also questioned the situation on special teams in terms of Zay Flowers being back there and fair catching it. And I know that Harbaugh talked about this and that there was some type of communication problem, but how do we get there? How is it a communication problem? And why is that the moment that you decide to use Zay Flowers with Correct me if I'm wrong. Was there something going on with DuVernay that we don't know about at that moment? Don't I don't believe so. Okay. So yeah. I, I don't know why you would do that, why you felt that that was necessary in that moment. If that's a guy that typically doesn't do that, wouldn't you feel more comfortable use, utilizing the guys that knows how to do those situations for special teams? I, I question that, and I got a problem with, whoever's responsibility it was to communicate that with the person that was going out there. Yeah. I I, I feel like, and and Harbs, like you mentioned, Harbs spoke about that. And his explanation was that they had initially did tell Zay to do the fair catch. um, But after the safety, they went and reviewed the play to see when, when the play actually should have been blown dead. They didn't initially blow it dead until uh, Garner Minshew was, literally sat, but he had stepped out of the end in the back of the end zone, which ended the play earlier than they actually blew the whistle. So they went from what 157 or something like that on the clock to now it's 203 on the clock. And now you're buying, you you know, that, that essentially is, you still have the two minute warning. Um, So initially, sure. If you're going under the impression that there are less than two minutes left under the clock, I don't really have a problem with the fair catch because they only have one timeout. You are, you should be able to kind of run the clock out. But once you see that they have now added the time, something's got to be done, right? You got to jump up on the sideline. You got to wave your hands. It can't just be, oh, forget it. You know, let's just let it ride. Like, come on, man. I'm, I'm not, look, I understand that in football, there are so many different plays that determine the outcome of the game. I'm never usually one to be like, 
one play decided the game. But if I was one of that one of those guys, that play ultimately you could make the argument decided the game. I mean, it, it caught it. You can make the argument it cost the Ravens the game on that play because you gave the Colts an additional timeout, and then your offense goes out there. And I don't know what plays were with they were even running at that point. They didn't look like a team that was a trying to get a first down, but B also they didn't look like a team that was really trying to milk the clock out either. Yeah. It was just weird. It, that that whole possession was weird. I want to say they only took. 22 seconds off the clock on that drive. I have to go back and look, but uh, I believe that was the drive they only took 22 seconds off the clock on. So definitely not what you want for the Ravens in late game execution because, we're again, we're used to seeing them be the ones to kind of shut the door. Like you said, Matt Gay had the Justin Tucker type of day. How many times yep. have the Ravens lived off of the leg of Justin Tucker in a game? Matt Gay had four-plus Four, four 50 plus yard field goals in this game. That's usually Tucker's day. Um, so the, it, it really just came down to the Colts making fewer losing plays than the Ravens. That's honestly how I look at it. I saw a, a few people complaining um, on social media about um, the referees. And while I do think that it is a valid point because there's a face mask that wasn't mm -hmm. called, obviously the fourth down play um, was a hold that was not called. And I think that it's valid. My, my thing is, is that we can't um, allow ourselves to get too caught up into letting refs dictate outcomes of games. Um, and so both things can be true. The refs did not do their jobs there. And the refs for a while have struggled with things like this. But also the Ravens have to do a better job of executing and finding ways to elongate drives and get them then to either closer field goal range or, you know, scoring touchdowns. So while I think it's a valid conversation to have, I don't want people to get too caught up into that because that is not why they lost this game. They lost this game because they clearly are a team that is still trying to figure some things out. They're clearly a team who is still struggling from all of the injuries that they're dealing with on both sides of the ball. And I think that that's a fair statement to say. And they, they have to figure out how to win without their players, without their star players. It's not going to be easy. It's not. But ultimately, you have to beat the Indianapolis Colts of the NFL. You, yeah. you have to find a way at home mm -hmm. at that. You have to, wait to find a way to beat the Colts at home. And I, I mean, the Ravens, I've been saying it as well. They have not been overly sharp at home. I don't know what's going on with Price them time. in Baltimore, but they have not been sharp at home. And you bring up the refs, and it wasn't a good day for the refs. Uh, Coach GM Chris Ballard said in front of me, today in the press box and I I think he is safe to say he he probably has his own issues with the way that the game was wrapped today uh as well uh, along <laughs> with other things mm -hmm. um also but yeah I I thought the refs weren't sharp today but like you said you can't put the game in the hands of the ref it shouldn't come down to that the Ravens had plenty of opportunities to where they could have taken care of business 
on their own. That late pass to Zay Flowers that Lamar throws behind him yep. can't happen. That late drop that Isaiah likely has right yep. there to convert the first down can't happen. The King and Drake fumble can't happen. The oh, giving up over 100 yards on the ground, it can't happen. It's just too many in the coaching blunders. Can't yep. happen. It, it, it's too much. It's a, it's a total team loss today. Um, and I think a lot of people are so caught up in trying to blame one person, whether it's Lamar, whether it's the refs, whether it's Harbaugh. It, this is a this is about as total of a team loss as you'll find right here. So this is just one that everybody kind of got to take on the chin, the Ravens, Ravens fans, because this isn't one that anybody had the Ravens losing when we looked at the schedule to start the year. And they lose it. And now they got to go on the road. Back to back division games against Cleveland and Pittsburgh, you just gotta hope that they they get back on track. And look, nobody's gonna feel sorry for them that they're losing guys every week. It's right. happening all around the league. They're going to face a Browns team next week that's lost their run, their starting running back for the year. They do not care. They do not care. So the Ravens are gonna have to find a way to get the guys that do get on the field find a way to make them as productive as possible because. Uh, I, I just and honestly, I don't even think the injuries would cost them the game today. Again, I think it was just the losing plays that they put on themselves. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And, you know, it, it's a part of the the, you know, what's going on. But it's it's not a major part. At the end of the day, they still had enough plays. They still had some some, you know, situations like you said, the Colts were essentially trying to give them the win and they just did not take it. Um, I guess the silver lining of this is that. You know, I think many people thought that the Ravens would end up being two and one here anyway with a loss to Cincinnati and a win against the Colts. And I think that you have to that's the only positive that I can get from this. Right. It's like, well, you're one and oh, so far against your division, as opposed to being oh and one against your division. And then, you know, conference play, you're one and one. I would much rather be one and oh in the division as opposed to one and one with conference win and then a loss in the division. So yes, you're right. They got two games against AFC North opponents coming up. But again, I think the silver lining is simply that everybody thought that they would be two and one going into Cleveland anyway, right? Um they blew the three and oh yes they should be three and oh but they are not and that's just where we are. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's, that's life in the NFL. You got to move on. You know, you, you take this one, you go in the lab. And if anything, you, you want a silver lining, you just gave one. Another one could be, you know, this, this gets their awareness all the way up. They are, they should be all the way locked in going to Cleveland uh, now, which is definitely a game that I'm sure they want to win. But now it's not like they'll be sleepwalking into Cleveland right. coming off of a nice, easy win against the Colts. No, they're, they're the, the, the best way to coach. The coaches will tell you the best week of practice or the best week of coaching usually comes after a loss because guys are a lot more receptive to the coaching at that point. They're seeing it on tape. They're seeing their mistakes and, and they're anxious to, to try to fix it. So you just hope that this is a more locked in football team uh, against Cleveland because I, they didn't, they didn't look like a sharp team to me in, in this Colts loss. 